This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Just a reminder about the Daily Poll. It's all about the holiday season and holiday decorations. You're being asked at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. When is it appropriate to put up holiday decorations? Is it before Halloween, before Remembrance Day, before December the 1st, or after December the 1st? The reality is, there's no fighting it. The holiday season is on the horizon, and that means craft markets. Oh, so many craft markets. They'll be taking over parts of Montreal over the course of the next two months. And community reporter Shiny Saravanamuthu has the lowdown. Hey, good morning, Shiny. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Shiny, I'm great. I think <laughs> I know the answer to this question. Of course you, you do. Because <laughs> you've talked about this before, but how come you get so excited for Christmas? I think it's funny because I'm Hindu. I'm not even, I didn't even grow up <laughs> celebrating religiously. I think it's just my parents just moved here. They immersed us into the holiday. My birthday is also in December and I just feel like maybe I knew from a young age that I enjoyed lights maybe because of my vision loss. I always enjoyed Christmas because I felt like it was brighter and nicer and more inviting. And I just enjoyed all the family time and all of our birthdays are always in December. There's always one per person and everyone just was around the holiday season. And mm. I've grown up to love it and also a Disney fanatic. So I think it all just comes together. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely something sensory about it, right? Christmas lights. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a similar position. I, even yeah. though I'm legally blind, I love Christmas lights because it's not about yeah. specificity. It's about just color and vibrancy. Yeah, exactly. But, but there's more to it. Like somebody has already gotten involved here in the comment section on the Facebook post at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. And they pointed out the smell of real trees. And I thought yeah. to myself, oh, yeah, I do like that smell. Like, that's a yeah. great smell. And even some of the holiday music, I can get down with some of the holiday music. I do feel like, though, it maybe starts a little early. Like, like I, it, it's just happening yeah. too fast. Yeah, 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 100%. I think Christmas music can start around, like, December 1st, and then you won't get sick of it. I feel like if you start it off on November 1st, it just it becomes like you don't even hear it anymore at that point. <laughs> You're going to wear me down. You're going to wear me down with the Bing Crosby. Okay, Shiny, let's talk about some of these markets. Uh, starting a bit closer yeah. to you on the West Island. Yeah. What's going on with the Dollar Des Armos, the DDO Fine Arts and Craft Market? So I'm actually sad I missed it last year. Uh, so this year it's actually happening this weekend on uh, the 11th and the 12th from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the DDO Civic Center. So for anyone that lives in Dollar des Ormeaux, West Island, it's like the main hub of DDO where everyone goes to play hockey. They have the library there. So it's going to be that main hub there. Uh, it's actually going to take up all three floors of that building. And um, I didn't know this, but they have a rooftop there, a heated rooftop at the Civic Center, which oh, wow. they'll actually transform into an area for this weekend where you can go get some beverages, some food, and kind of enjoy the ambiance of a holiday terrace. Uh, restaurant kind of a vibe. You know, Shiny, so. that, that that's very uh, Montreal, taking a craft market <laughs> yeah. and turning it into a party. 
Yeah, I know. And that's why I'm like, and it's so close to home. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just go try it out. And like, this is a great way to support local West Island businesses and uh, get some uh, unique gifts for your loved ones that not going to be on a, a retail shelf, you know? Mm. Like Shiny said, the Fine Arts and Craft Market runs November 11th and 12th at the Dollard Center for the Arts. And for more information, you can call 514 6 Eight four seven four one four. That's five one four six eight four seven four one four. Okay, shiny. Forget the West Island. The Great <laughs> Montreal Christmas Market kicks yeah. off downtown in a couple of weeks. What are mm -hmm. they putting on offer with the Great Montreal Christmas Market? So this one is nice because, like, it's downtown. I know not everyone lives downtown, especially when you're having kids. You're probably living in the West Island or whatnot. So commuting is probably not the most ideal, but it is something you want to check out because it does get you into the holiday spirit. They have not just the 65 plus vendors that they have in these cute little like house huts where you can go and shop. Um, you actually can have caroling. There's karaoke. They even have cooking classes this year. So, and they're all free. So like, it's a great way to get out of the house with your family and kind of get into the holiday spirit and, you know, immerse yourself in the holiday stuff and do some shopping. And for the adults, get some mulled wine. And for the kids, get some hot cocoa. <laughs> you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head a little bit right there, Shiny. Yeah. It's not just sort of your standard market. They kind of transform part of the Cartier de Spectacle. Like, mm -hmm. like they, they actually sort of transform the middle of the downtown core yeah. into Christmas. Yeah, and it's, the cool thing is, like, even if you don't know it's there and you happen to be downtown, you're going to come across it somehow by facing it into that main area of downtown. So it's kind of nice. Like, you can accidentally stumble upon it or, like me, purposely go to this market. So. <laughs> hey, uh, it, it, it's a pretty, it, it is a pretty hectic part of the downtown core. Like yeah. When I say it's the middle, like it pretty much is the middle of the downtown yeah. core. What are some accessibility recommendations or considerations uh, that you would put up to someone who maybe doesn't spend that much time in downtown Montreal? Maybe they're doing what I'm doing. Maybe they're visiting for a weekend in a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, I, I know what to do in that part of the downtown core. It's just yeah. not, not go to it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but what are some of the accessibility uh, considerations well, that, that you recommend help us in, the, in, in the fact of us wanting to go there um <laughs> so me and my husband we don't we never drive downtown we'll uh park somewhere and take the metro uh, it's just easier because finding parking uh just is more accessible in that sense uh you kind of just get dropped off closer to the market place des Arts metro and you kind of just walk and usually around the time that the market is happening it's not too too cold outside yet so it's kind of a nice little walk you get your steps in and kind of walk by and see what else is happening. So I 100% recommend taking the Metro, um, Metro bus. Uh, do not recommend driving there because you won't find parking and if you do it's probably going to cost you $30 so let's not do it. <laughs> yeah. Cars in the downtown core just uh, yeah. don't jive don't fly these days. Hey Shiny yeah. thank you for this always appreciate catching up have a lovely no. day and uh, we'll too. catch up a few more times between, between now and Christmas. Yes, of course, for more Christmas stuff. <laughs> so if you're at all interested in the great uh, Christmas market in Montreal, it's on St. Catherine Street between the Balmoral and Clark. And for more information, you can visit noelmontreal.ca. I know I kind of franglade that. Noel is N-O-E. 
E-L, that's Christmas in French, and then Montreal is spelled Montreal.ca, so noelmontreal.ca, and it runs from November the 25th until December the 30th. Oh, you see, darn it, I'm just going to miss it that weekend I'm in Montreal. It starts after I'm there. Too bad. How will I ever survive? <laughs> and that's Shiny Saravanamuthu, community reporter in Montreal. In 60 seconds, the entertainment report also has a little bit of a Christmas vibe to it. Laura Bain is talking uh, lawsuits and Mariah Carey. But first, Elon Musk has developed his own AI chatbot. Mike Dubusky tells you about it in Tech Trends. Elon Musk is no stranger to artificial intelligence, being an early investor in OpenAI, which is the company behind ChatGPT. But he's since split with that company to start his own AI firm, which is out with a new product. Mashable Tech reporter Matt Binder says it's called Grok AI. The end user product is essentially like a ChatGPT chatbot. He says it works just like any other AI chatbot. It's strictly taking data it finds elsewhere and putting it together in sentences that look like it could have been written or spoken by a human. But Musk says Grok AI has fewer guardrails than its competitors and is meant to have a rebellious personality. Elon Musk did use a screenshot of uh, Grok AI uh, sarcastically telling a user how to make drugs as a way to show how Grok AI will answer anything. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Laura Bain, even the entertainment report today has a little bit of a holiday hook to it. I know. I'm sorry, Dave. I've got another another Christmas theme story here. So yes, Mariah Carey is being sued again over allegations that she ripped off the Christmas anthem, All I Want for Christmas is You, from a song by Vince Vance and the Valiants of the same name. So also called All I Want for Christmas is You. Andy Stone, aka Vince Vance, tried to sue Carey last summer, but then ended up withdrawing the lawsuit. And now he is back. And he's backed by the same law for an act firm actually that was involved in the litigations against Taylor Swift over Shake It Off, Ooh. which were dropped last year. I believe there may have been a settlement involved in that case. Yeah, the law lawyers uh, know how to keep busy. There's no doubt about it. Okay, Laura, let's play lawyer this morning. There's a couple clips here to play so we can do our own mm -hmm. comparison and contrast. So here's a clip of All I Want for Christmas is You by Vince Vance and the Valiants. Santa can't bring me <laughs> Very 1980s vibe there with the saxophone yep. solo. Love that. Okay, and in comparison, here's a clip from Mariah Carey's song. Laura, even though I have a little bit of a Grinch thing, uh, that song always makes me bounce. Last year around Christmas time, uh, they played it at the bar that I hang out at, and a bunch of the regulars were at a table together, and we all started singing along. So I am not, I am not immune to being uh, struck by the Christmas spirit, and that song is one of the things that always gets me. But Laura, let's play lawyer. What do you think? Do you see the crossover here? You think you think uh, Vince Valiant uh, has a case? 
I mean, I'm certainly no expert on the ins and outs of copyright infringement law. <laughs> I think the songs, to me, they sound quite different, um, but they are thematically similar. And that was one of the kind of allegations is that it, it you know, copied this idea of uh, like compare, comparing a loved one to the trappings of Christmas. And, um, you know, I I don't know. I Sometimes, you know, these ideas are just sort of out there in the ether as well, like... What do you think? I, I I don't see. I, by the way, I listened to both these songs in full because I wanted to. I wanted to really get a sense and a vibe for this for mm-hmm. how much crossover there is beyond just the main hook, and there really isn't that much crossover beyond just the singular line of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I I, I think yeah. I think it's. I, I would say for with with my uh, legal my non-existent legal degree, it, it, it's a pretty flimsy case. But I can understand why an artist would say, "Well, I already named my song this. I had this idea, and now this is every year the number one streamed Christmas spot uh, song on uh, Apple Music and Spotify." So, so I get it. Like, like I, I get why somebody would be a little bit cranky. But having listened to both songs, I really didn't note the cr- the significant substantive crossover yeah i kind of felt the same way i mean i had both uh lyrics up in different windows and i was going back and forth and i did get a little bit turned around there's mentions of mistletoe and stockings and different things and i (laughs) thought oh wait which one am i looking at again but i mean those are all pretty common things that are in christmas songs so uh yeah i am sort of on the i'm sort of in agreement with you but yeah it is one of the best-selling songs of all time actually so i can certainly understand wanting a wanting a piece of that perhaps or maybe having it rub a little bit the wrong way but uh, what do you think does it change your uh, feelings about songs like this when cases are successful well Will you still be belting the song out if you find out that uh, <laughs> the experts have ruled no it is uh, it has been uh, ripped off I, I don't think it'll influence my my feeling too much because uh, you mentioned the, the shake it off uh, lawsuit there was also mm-hmm. there was also one uh, brought against uh, stairway to heaven by Led Zeppelin a couple of years mm-hmm. ago it it doesn't change how I feel about those songs those songs uh, still appeal to me uh, maybe it ends up becoming a little piece of fun bar trivia though right that like when the song plays yeah. at the bar it gives you a little talking point to bring to the table and say hey did you know did you hear about this lawsuit blah 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 but I don't think it actually changes my perception of the art. For sure. And I think that intent can matter. And sometimes these songs have kind of unintentionally been, uh, you know, these, as I say, these things are just out in the ether, out there in the zeitgeist. And, you know, that's what art does. It kind of builds off um, life, <laughs> so to speak. So for me, no, it's just sort of a note in the uh, credits. But I, I would be open to it if I learned that there was like a song that had been ripped off with malicious intent, then maybe I would feel differently. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, uh, in Western music, there are only so many notes and chords and progressions. And unless we're going to listen to a lot of John Glass and atonal music, uh, there's uh-huh. going to, there's bound to be some crossover and i definitely do not recommend listening to atonal music i can't speak to that okay (laughs) fair enough laura thank you for this have a lovely day you as well (laughs) that's laura bain with the entertainment report coming up after the break the province of british columbia is seeing a attempt to crack down on financial fraud I'll have that story in the regional news update. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.
Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.